welcome back to Schoolhouse Cracked. Uh, opening up with a quick shout out to Lori and Kayleen and their team at Colorado's Finest Agency. That's our our new studio. They're letting us uh, operate out of a really cool space and. Uh, Two of the neatest ladies that we know, and then uh, please look them up, Colorado's Finest Agency. They also do What's Going On Colorado Springs, uh, some really good um, uh, entrepreneurs in, in our area. They're letting us use the space, or we're squatting in their space? <laughs> no comment. <laughs> I, I, I've got to be really careful here, and you know that. Uh, with me is my, my best friend and uh, uh, colleague, or former colleague, Dr. Marks Motorchandler, a university professor, uh, first-rate athlete, um, what do you call a horseman? You, you raise horses. What, uh, is, what do you call a horseman? Yeah, you raise horses. I don't know what they would call you. I don't know. That's a better question for my wife. I, <laughs> a rancher? I, yeah. No, I don't know. I don't well, know. he's a Swiss Army knife, um, and for sure, and, and somebody helps me out, and I appreciate you, man. Welcome back to Schoolhouse Crack. Yep, and with me, as always, is Mr. Brett Derrickson, mm -hmm. a longtime friend, um, one of my favorite people from public education I ever had uh, the opportunity to run across, and uh, we haven't worked together in almost a year now. Um, and we're still doing this, and yeah. it's because we're, we're like minds that have a similar passion for public ed. Um, yeah. Before we get into today's episode, as always, be sure to like us on Facebook, subscribe to our YouTube channel, Schoolhouse Cracked, find us on all of your favorite podcast channels, and be sure to send us your thoughts, comments, and opinions at schoolhousecracked at gmail.com. Yeah, help us drive the, the dialogue. Again, Schoolhouse Cracked, we're here to like examine. We, we love public schools, and we love them in a, in a way that can be uh, heartwarming and can be heartbreaking. Mm -hmm. uh, but what we're trying to do here is look into what's going on, what's going well, what's being misconceived, and we're going to help the, the, the public uh, deal with the challenges of educating American youth. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so t uh, today's something we've been talking about uh, quite a bit and something you posed to me. And, uh, you know, we had an earlier episode on it in season one, um, but you texted me and said you've been seeing some things in the news recently and you wanted to talk about this. Yeah. Today. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, this is a this is a tough one because we're, we're trying to to be careful and honor honor people. And and so I, I know that I'm trying to be uh, careful with anonymity and, and respect. Yeah. Uh, but what, what we have going on, folks, we've talked about the teacher shortage, and that's our, our next episode. We're going to lean into that a little bit uh, closer because those are the, the people that connect most with, with your youth, the, the biggest uh, impact. But in, in our, um, our region, we've had a principal of a, a really uh, quite respected and renowned school uh, resign right at uh, semester. We've had right in the middle of the school year. Yeah, we've had a, a superintendent of a of a large and, and and basically marquee school district in our area announced that uh, he would retire, be leaving this position pretty early in the school year. Kind of an unusual uh, situation, and that's related. Uh, we we believe, and the public believes, that that's related to um, the school board turnover in in, in October. And, and what I would phrase as a militant school board. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and uh, yeah. yeah, can't can't be a coincidence. Yeah. And uh, we've also had a, uh, a uh, superintendent of a small school district uh, leave or be dismissed uh, just uh, last week. So what we're, what we're looking at is, is, is why is the pressure uh, of, of leading and, and operating our schools something that uh, these kind of really neat and high-quality people are, are no longer wanting to do? Yeah, and, and the distinction between those who are just deciding enough and leaving and, and those that are, are being pushed out because more often than not, uh, the general public, um, if you're you know, Mr. and Mrs. Johnson or Mrs. and Mrs. Johnson that live down the street and maybe you don't have a school-aged kid but you live in the district or maybe you have a young elementary school student you're not familiar with public ed, um, those things are never really communicated, uh, one, effectively to the, the community and when they're not communicated at all, 
um, then it, I would argue there's there's intentional lack of transparency there. For um, sure. And, and I, I just want to say this is on the heels of um, two other superintendents, uh, actually a third, um, again, a major That's district right. in our region, That's right. uh, just within the last six months, um, being pushed out. Uh, of, a, of an urban school district for uh, trying to examine some di diversity, equity, and inclusion issues yeah. in the community. Um, another one uh, uh, leaving from a major uh, uh, district in our in our state being pushed out for the same reason. Um, and then a third uh, in the biggest school district in our region in regard to student enrollment, or in our state in regard to student enrollment, um, leaving after only three years. Yeah, yeah, and one of those two having, having been a teacher in that school district for their entire career and an extraordinarily popular Highly regarded, uh, yeah. educator And uh, I just want to well. clarify, Brett and I, neither one of us have worked for any of those school districts yeah. that we just mentioned. But, I, you know, I, I do want to add a, a two other pieces of context that I think will be relevant as, as we go back and forth, and I don't want to lose our, our audience. Uh, but one is is that, you know, we are here in the studio of a realty agency, and, and – um, I know, I know that the top question, regardless of whether or not you have yeah, kids, yeah. Uh, one that realtors have uh, are not allowed to comment specifically on, but is what are the schools like in that neighborhood? It's it's what is important to people as they invest the, in the largest investment of their lives, most likely, mm -hmm. is their home. Uh, and they want to know about the quality of schools and the reputation of schools mm -hmm. before they buy a home in an area. That's a that's a very real thing. And there's no, I'm sure there's no one in our audience that wouldn't relate um, to that uh, concept. Where you choose to buy, where you choose to rent, where you yeah. choose to relocate to. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Yeah. The, the other thing is, is just to add, uh, uh, Dr. Motor Chandler and I do uh, our, our home our family homes are in the same uh, school district mm -hmm. and we we both recently took a survey we're in one of those districts where where the superintendent oh, right, is right, is yeah. gonna uh, a new superintendent will be hired and they sent us out a survey and, and we took it and I and I took it because my wife told me to and then I called you up immediately and said you got to take the survey it's it's interesting and and we were really um, taken aback by some things so uh, Kind of make that connection for us, Dr. Yeah. Channel. Like, what, yeah. what does this survey tell you about this same issue of, of why the biggest leaders uh, in the schools are, are having a hard time? Um, so I, I want to take one step back and, and start with how that survey was created to even end up on the school website and in your inbox. Um, so more commonly, especially large districts, will um, partner with an outside organization um, or a hiring agency to run a superintendent search because mm -hmm. it's, a, it's a, a big, important position. Side note, um, the research we know tells us that a superintendent actually has very little impact, if any, on classroom achievement. Mm -hmm. And so they're, they're more organizational. And so um, I don't want to get those two things confused. But um, the school board hires the superintendent. The, the superintendent is actually the, only school, the school board's only employee. Mm -hmm. um, so teachers, uh, administrators, the, uh, the, the school board is not your employer and they can't fire you. Mm -hmm. um, they can fire the superintendent, however. They can hire and fire the superintendent. So when there's a superintendent position, the school board works with an outside agency or maybe internally, and they, they typically have stakeholder engagement. Mm -hmm. So they, they reach out to parents, students, uh, community members, business owners in the district and say, what do you want in our, next, in our next superintendent? And then they take that feedback, and then the school board and the agency create questions uh, on a survey to collect that feedback from, from the community. Um, but some of the questions on that survey were, were in my opinion, really loaded. Yeah, absolutely. And, and, you know, to add further to your description of this so that people really understand what, what people do and, and, and how it works is, is a, a superintendent is often a, a really a CEO of a large public 
organization. And if you understand how schools are funded, uh, most typically, we've worked in a district where it's a bit different. Right, right. It's just two, two kinds of funding. We call it pure pupil funding, and that's uh, state tax dollars. Each student is worth an exact amount, and so the amount of kids living in your school district equals a specific, you know, the total number of dollars. The other right. is uh, uh, ha- uh, housing taxes, mm. and, and so that's where we gain some advantages and, and disadvantages in some school districts. That, well, the higher the property value, then the more revenue. All this is to say that a school board and this superintendent have a lot to do with what the community wants, mm. and it's not always accurately uh, tied to you know what what schools are trying to accomplish because because you've really got to keep kids in your district and you've really got to make sure that businesses and other organizations are thriving within your school district there's a lot of partnership there but yeah i thought the questions were loaded i felt immediately uncomfortable i was about (laughs) three questions in and and, and let's be honest very rarely are you uncomfortable yeah (laughs) yeah yeah and i you know i think these things like this are are fun and uh you know i needed a little brain break at work anyways I've been, you know, chopping away at some uh, stuff in front of the computer. I would need to give myself a brain break without getting out there and getting distracted. And the point is, is about three questions in, and I'm like, oh, I can tell what you want me to answer. And I could tell as it got further and further in that you wanted me to answer that felt like they wanted me to answer on, you know, a far end. That way that that we could be discounted. A a politically. Yes. uh, On the spectrum far on either side yeah um and, and the questions to me struck me as, as being specific to one one side of it of the argument or, or a variety of the arguments um what was also fascinating to me is just looking at the the nature of the questions um of i mean some of them were rate rate amongst these five things what is most important least important and i think there were probably eight questions maybe nine questions mm-hmm. but uh, only I would say one and a half, maybe two of those questions were actually student and faculty centered. Yeah, absolutely. And 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 what we have right now and in our area, and I I wonder how people feel across the country and across across the globe. We do have an international audience that weighs in on schoolhouse uh, crack. Educating children is a is a key component of every society. Um, but you know what we're really having it to deal with is is the deprofessionalization of our teachers and. Um, a real feeling amongst teachers and, and, and for me as a teacher leader that uh, the public doesn't tr- just trust their professionalism. Everybody wants to know a teacher's qualifications. They want to know their background. They want to know what they think politically. They want to know their ideology. Yet I'll, I can go to the hospital or an emergency care or a doctor's office. I have no need to be curious about my nurse or my doctor and what they think about the world or what they think about uh, the political situation. Does the doctor know how to repair my broken leg? Right. That's my primary concern. Yes, right. And, and, they, and, and the assumption, too, is when I walk into a doctor's office that they're, that they're credible and qualified. Yeah. And, and I don't need to see their qualifications uh, or ask, you know, uh, probing questions mm-hmm. there. And so yeah. the, the point was is, is that when, when, when questions aren't geared towards caring about your teachers and caring about your students but wondering about how you view the world – no matter what your political affiliation at that point is, you're off track. Yeah, you've lost. You you've missed the target. Yes, you're, you're yeah. just going to be off track no you've matter lost what. The plot. Yeah, because yeah. uh, you know ultimately, again, we learned that we talked in our, our last episode about our, our episode on the streets, and we did talk with some kids, and those kids are involved in learning right now and had um, a lot of important thoughts and at least emotional thoughts mm-hmm. about their schooling, and if they're not the primary th- primary stakeholder mm. 
or if we're not at least wondering what we want most for them, mm-hmm. then you, your survey's off, your superintendent's off, you're going to be misled. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I, I've had the opportunity over the course of my career in public education before I moved into higher education to be on two uh, committees for, for superintendents, mm-hmm. so getting to listen to them interview, uh, answer their questions, what have you, and, um, uh, and, and seeing the board's role and involvement in that, and, and in both instances seeing how um, the board's political leanings, the board's personal ideologies um, play out. You could argue that the board is representative of the community in that the board are elected public officials. However, in one of those instances, uh, the board members ran unopposed. Yeah. And so they, they were not representative of the community. When you run unopposed, um, an umbrella in a mop wig could win the election and have a board seat if they ran unopposed. Yeah, and here's the other piece. You talked about school boards, um, you know, only employees, the superintendent, but what what do school boards do? They approve curriculum. uh, They build vision. Uh, I think most importantly, they control uh, finance, whether that's capital or or curriculum or employment. Uh, All those are extremely important um, roles. And so you've got... Uh, people possibly with political agendas running unopposed, um, you know their their low level marketing, uh, which can be positive as well. But the, the low level marketing, we, meaning they're not they're not putting a ton of money in. Like it's a it's a sign oh, in my neighborhood. Gotcha, like gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. I don't know, man. If you have a, I'll be honest with you. If you have like I don't know, your name's like Burt Reynolds or something, and I'm like, hey, cool name. I remember Magnum PI. <laughs> like I mean, the point is, is like it is. It's very hard to get uh, information or right. or quality critique uh, on the individuals. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, but the point is, is, is like in the, in the case of our school district, you can actually elect uh, somebody with an extraordinary, you know, our president has an extraordinary uh, political agenda. Right. Whether you're for that or against that, it would be irresponsible to not recognize that as a fact. Right. right. Um, you know, and all these things um, uh, Im- impact, I believe, um, my kids. Like, I, I really do wonder if it's going to change what they learn. I really do wonder if it's going to change whether or not teachers stay. Right. I really do wonder if it's going to impact those teachers who stay, if they're willing to invest. A huge part of being a teacher is, is efficacy, mm-hmm. is truly believing that your work will have a positive impact on students and student learning. And if you have forces that are acting upon you that make you feel ir- irrelevant or unempowered, that's that changes a, a person daily right and, and you kind of hit on a point kind of regarding the snowball effect mm-hmm. of turnover that stems from uh the board a mm-hmm. school board and a politically idealized school board or militant school board and and that in turn impacts mm-hmm. the superintendent their only employee and so if, if there is a discrepancy there the superintendent was just going to say fuck it i'm leaving yeah and, and we've yeah. seen that we've seen many superintendents say i'm leaving but we've also seen some superintendents who said no i'm here to do what's right for kids, and then they're pushed out. And, and what's interesting, and we've seen recently in our community, is that uh, a superintendent, you and I know from being in education as long as we have, it was pushed out. But the general community does not know kind of the back-end details behind it. And, yeah. and more often than not, what we see in the news is such-and-such such superintendent and such-and-such such school board reached a separation agreement. Yeah. Reached yeah. a separation agreement, and, and, and then no other details. No yeah. other details. Well, what the hell does that mean? Yeah. yeah. I, it, it really means that we're not being democratic. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't want to jump to the biggest idea, but like, <laughs> but the, the point, though, is, is that if we, if we, don't, if we as, as the public don't understand uh, what's happening at the highest levels of the, of the people who lead the public, then we're being decept- 
be, you know, we're yeah. deceiving them. And so it's very hard to be an active, democratically engaged person if you don't know what, what the trouble was, mm. uh, you know, with, with the leader. Mm. Um, you know, it also, uh, for me, indicates, uh, Marcus, that, that a very few people are, are playing parent to people who, like myself, I have no, I have, I have no idea why our superintendent chose to leave two weeks after the board election. I don't mm. know. I can speculate. Mm. And even if I speculated, I don't even know necessarily still what were the triggers or what were the conversations that happened behind mm. what we talk about and leadership behind the curtain. Uh, but yeah, and, I, even, and even through an open records request, you still may never find out. Yeah, yeah. but I want to I know what's going on uh, behind the curtain because I want to know if it's time for us to, to, to do some neighborhood activism. or right. and, and I don't know. Some of the ideas and assumptions that I make about what I hear and I don't like, well, perhaps they're necessary. But no, no information is being shared. No analysis is being shared. Mm -hmm. No data is being shared. Uh, I don't know how to react other than to just – uh, you know, throw my hands in the air and, and start speculating. Yeah, and, and, and to get into a bit of a personal story, um, uh, a week ago yesterday I received a text message late at night, and it, uh, it was a notification um, from somebody I haven't spoken to in a while, and it said, hey, uh, so-and-so was just separated from the school district, the superintendent. And so that, that individual was uh, a, a superintendent, uh, my superintendent when I was a high school principal. And uh, uh, middle of the school year, middle mm -hmm. of the school year, just – all of a sudden, in January, there's no superintendent. Mm -hmm. And so that's obviously very uh, troubling. It's scary. It's scary mm -hmm. for – regardless of what your opinion of that individual is, it's scary for a school district to now not have your, your superintendent. Yeah. And going back to the snowball analogy, uh, the board has an issue with the superintendent for whatever reason. Uh, and then that causes a waterfall in building leadership, which causes a waterfall in, uh, in teachers feeling uneasy – um, unsafe in, in in regard to employment in their district, and then inevitably kids and families in, in their enrollment status uh, and choosing if they want to stay there. Absolutely, so. that is not. I just want to say to to our audience that is not an exaggeration. Mm -hmm. Everybody in these places is crapping their pants. <laughs> I mean, I mean honestly, they, they who are they? Why did the person leave? Is there something? I was I, I was going to say nail biting, but <laughs> yeah. sure, sure, crappy. No, but I, I I don't know. That's that's how I feel about it. this. Is this, this is my this region is my hometown. It's not just my my school district, and this is uh, we're talking about uh, a particular place that's important to people in our area. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and in. And it's a it's a place where you know, you've heard me say this before. All kids deserve a great education. Yeah. I, I care about what's going on there, but but when a, a highly qualified person is is separated, uh, you got to wonder if uh, they were in this era that we're living in. Well, did they not say the right things? Did they um, make a personal choice in their personal lives that didn't agree mm -hmm. with the community? Right. Did they make a huge mistake? Mm -hmm. uh, did they make a decision that really hurts kids? We, you just have no. We have no idea, mm -hmm. and we what we talk about, and when we see this in the, our political cultures, where now we, we can anticipate a pendulum swing, mm -hmm. and in the middle of that are K through twelve kids and K through twelve educators, who feel like they're walking on icy ground, and they're no that they're not long they're no longer the priority. Yeah, the priority has now become this higher level C-suite board back and forth, back and forth. And, and we've seen this pivot quite a bit in our careers. And, mm -hmm. and it's kind of one of the things um, that, that always sticks out to me is is you have maybe a very uh, uh, system, systems-style leader, somebody mm -hmm. who's great at creating systems and structures and policies and processes. Um, and then inevitably they either leave or uh, they're asked to leave. Yeah. And then the, 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 the pendulum swings, and now 
the search committee, the community, they want somebody who's relational in nature. And mm-hmm. so they hire somebody who's relational in nature and, and builds rapport and builds connectivity with the, the community. And then that person leaves and they swing back because now systems have weakened. And, mm-hmm. and it's this back and forth between kind of those two. And that's always been the common theme to me is is moving between uh, kind of the type A thinking and the type, or the type A personality, the type B personality. And districts and schools just constantly swing between the two. And if the community or the school board isn't patient enough, they push somebody out with that skill set that the community needs before the pendulum has actually swung. Yeah, yeah. and whether or not the school district itself or the community itself is stronger than um, its superintendent or its CEO. Mm-hmm. I, I do remember uh, when I was a young educator, my brother, who's who's an attorney, um, our superintendent, you know, they made public our superintendent's salary. And at that time, it uh, was in the Colorado. Legal, legal yeah. requirement. It's actually a cert, uh, publicly searchable information. Yeah, yeah which was two hundred and fifty thousand uh, dollars in the early two thousands. A great salary, and he was like, "Why is why is a superintendent of the school district, which he grew up in, yeah. getting paid that much money?" Now, I, I I'm I'm no fan of the bureaucracy of large public schools, but I will tell you. It's a shit ton of work. <laughs> no, yeah. that's no, but that's that's my yeah. point, Marcus. I, I'm with you yeah, on this one. Yeah. I, I I said to my 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 brother, I said, outside of the United States Army, our school district was the largest employer mm-hmm. in our region. So two hundred fifty thousand dollars for a CEO overseeing of the lo- seven thousand <laughs> yeah. em- uh, employees with a bachelor's degree or master's yes. degree, another five thousand. Yeah. Uh, classified staff, yeah. like you're, you're overseeing 12,000 people and, and, and millions re- of dollars of assets and facilities. Right, yeah. and ultimately responsible for the safety and welfare right. and educations of, of tens, of, at that time, probably 10,000 students. Right, yeah. So when you when you gather that up together, they're, they're probably the most underpaid CEOs yeah, right. of all time, especially with the, with the you know, the public, uh, per, you know, uh, you know, that being, aspect that of being it. said, the distinction is there's no, it's not a revenue generating yeah. corporation, and so that it's always constantly undervalued. Yeah. But uh, the, the 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 thing I want to ask though, as we close out the episode, Brett, is um, as a parent in a school, we live in the same school district. I'm a, a uh, 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 what do, what does my wife always say? Um, uh, you're a proud. Dink. I'm a proud non-breeder. Oh, uh, you're I'm a dink. I call you a dink. A d- dual income, no kids. Let's clarify what that means. Also. There's a new term called dinkwad, dual income, no kids with a dog. Uh, <laughs> You're a dinkwad, you are. Um, but I, I, living in the community as a, as a former public educator myself, somebody who works in higher ed, living in the community, somebody who cares passionately about education, um, I'm looking at this through one lens, and then you're a, uh, an educator, but also a parent in that school district, and all your children attend that school district. What, what do we do about this? I don't know, but I'm mad. I don't know how to answer your question, but I want to say for our, our audience – I'm embarrassed. Uh, the, here's the honest truth. The honest truth is my wife and I uh, bought a home uh, in this school district based on its reputation. We bought that home above our means. Mm. Uh, we struggled to make sure, not I don't want to say struggle, we work very hard to make sure that we can maintain those means. And I do feel very let down that the school district is unable to maintain uh, its reputation amongst teachers as being um, oh, teachers and parents. Teachers, parents, and and and, and, kids, and, and my and own kids, children yeah, as yeah. being as being something having having been worthy of us making that difficult decision. So, like all these people, here we are in a realtor's uh, studio, and the point is, is they're going to ask you know about school districts, and I don't know that those realtors can say, "Hey, 
my school district is amazing. They're not supposed to, and they won't. But I don't think that they can actually genuinely feel like, hey, you got to buy into my neighborhood. We got great schools. Right. And it, it has nothing to do with teachers and kids. Teachers and kids are, are not the problem, folks. So I, I, I think the takeaway for me in, in, in this dialogue with what we've been – just in you and I talking over, over the course of the last year, Brett, and what we've seen in, in district turnover and boards and leadership is, uh, is civic engagement, active engagement. Like We're not saying necessarily run for school board. Um, Brett and I have both mm-hmm. been kicking that around yeah. because we're tired of seeing this shit. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, but stay involved. Like Ask the right questions about your schools. Um, stay engaged with the teachers and, and pay attention to, the, to your board. Um, it's really easy in that position. I would say just like uh, what, what's another publicly elected position that nobody pays attention to, like the vice mayor. Uh, no, the comptroller. <laughs> nobody pays attention to the comptroller. Oh, uh, judges. Judges yeah. is a good one. Yeah. So it's mm-hmm. it's really easy to maintain a, an elected position if if the the voting population isn't paying attention. Yeah. Um. So wherever you are, if you're in the U.S. or whatever state you are, pay attention to your elected officials that are in board seats. Yeah. Um. If you see that people are running unopposed and making decisions you don't agree with, run against them. Yeah. Um. Show up to a board meeting. Show up to public comment. Like yeah. speak your opinion because that stuff I will tell you from personal experience, can change district culture. So um, pay attention to what's happening. Ask good questions. Stay involved to your to your own ability. Um, but don't let, them, don't let them do their own thing. Keep, yeah. a, keep a public eye on. And our active listeners will, will recognize this comment from me, but talk to your teachers. If teachers are happy, you're in a, a, a good school district. And that's not a, that's not a cliche comment. No. That, that simply means a happy teacher is simply a teacher who's – it's the canary in the coal mine. Yes, yeah. and if they if they believe that the hard work that they do is yeah. is going to benefit kids, that brings happiness. If they're happy, that means they're not distracted by all of the other things all that are going. Yeah. yeah, and and so don't ask about the curriculum. Curriculum is is the widest and deepest and longest yeah. uh, sea on the earth. Ask about like kid and teacher satisfaction when they're when they're happy they learn when they're happy they work hard uh, when they're happy they unify so uh, look for look for happy teachers and you're gonna find a healthy school district so stay involved stay engaged as always with me is mr brett derrickson thanks for tuning in to schoolhouse cracked find us on all your favorite podcast channels email us your thoughts comments and opinions at schoolhousecracked at gmail.com subscribe to us on youtube find us on facebook we'll see you in our next episode